Welcome to the pre-roll. This is the part of the show where I give you a trigger warning and spoiler alert. This episode may include discussions on mental health, sexual assault, and violence. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Studious Black Dudes podcast. Um, my name is Uyere, and I'm joined with my co-host, little bitch, uh, Henry. We just kind of talk shit about music and movies, uh, so welcome. Come and join us. And then this is where I put the intro. <laughs> why Why are you so stag face? You're mean. <laughs> You're so mean. We spend a lot of our time reading, and we're unapologetically black. Welcome to Studious Black Dudes. Everything we say is a joke, by the way. Okay. Hey, what's up? Uh, welcome to the podcast. My name is Uri Ray. I also go by Sober Toby. Henry, introduce yourself. Hi, guys. My name is Henry, also known as... H.media guy, I guess. <laughs> and YouTube dude. And YouTube yeah, that's dude. Beta. So, uh, yeah. Henry's the movie mind, I'm the music mind. Um, and together, we just chat shit about. Is there, a, is there a bee in your room? No. I saw. Uh, so there's a. That's a bull bed. It's my dad. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> Did you think someone was breaking <laughs> in? <laughs> no, I just thought someone was walking around by our cars. Because. Two weeks ago, yeah. uh, when Mandela was cleaning, mm-hmm. she just she looked up because she was in the she was. I'm not going to describe the house. Mm-hmm. Never mind. Mm-hmm. She was out of place, <laughs> and then she looked up, and then someone was just trying to look into the lounge and like see what's inside. Like in the house, like in the in the in the backyard. Yeah. What the fuck? Anyway, um, <clears throat> back to back to the 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 the, the podcast. Today we are going to be talking about um, one of my favorite albums, Ego Death by the Internet. And uh, accompanying that, we are going to be looking at a, I guess it's a classic movie. Uh, The best movie ever made. uh, We'll disagree on that. Uh, Blade Runner, (laughs) the original. So we wanted to talk about Blade Runner 2049, but um, we thought let's save that for the next podcast because, you know, it's important to watch the it's a prequel yeah it's not just like it's not just like they made a movie and then they remade it right it's like an actual yeah okay mm-hmm. so we thought let's watch the first one uh it came out in 1982 um so yeah a very it's it's kind of like hopping into a time machine um watching a 30 year old movie uh really isn't the same experience as watching a movie now um, but yeah. you know, I guess especially the thirty-year-old movie is based in twenty nineteen. So oh, twenty nineteen. Like, oh, okay, yeah. So um, yeah, that it's it's kind of cool to see like what people thought about or thought the future would look like. But like, we'll get into that uh, after the album. Uh, so the internet is one of my favorite bands. Um, and Ego Death came out in 2015, I think. So this is the first album that I listened to. This is the first of their albums that I listened to. It's their third uh, studio album. And um, they're a really cool <coughs> collective. Um, I don't know all of the names of the band members, but I know Sid, uh, also mm. known as Sid the Kid, is the lead singer. Um, and Steve Lacey, really, really cool artist. Um, he's a guitar player for the band. 
and this is just like a really soulful and funky kind of album uh very like low-key which kind of the name kind of says it all for you going into it you know exactly what you're what you're going to get into um as well as the album art it's just like black people on the cover and i think that was the first thing that drew me in i was like oh shit like this looks cool it's black people and i at the time i didn't even know that it was sid as in sid from like odd future so I, I was like, oh, shit, this is like after after listening to the album a few times, I was like, oh, damn, this is an odd feature um, thing. And that really just like made me fall in love with it even more. Um, but yeah, how did you how did you find the album? Was this your first listen or <clears throat> you bumped it a few times? It was my first listen. And it's I would say it's my second introduction to this certain world of music. Mm-hmm. You know, I've. I've listened to Steve Lacey in passing. I've heard him on features. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my first time listening to music of a similar genre was, um, is it self-titled Free Nationals album? Mm-hmm. I listened to that. And by I, I mean you played it. And I was in the same room. Oh, yeah. So I guess okay, I listened okay, okay. to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. that. So that was my first time listening to something like that. And it was just a continuation. Uh, how I would, How I describe this music to myself is... I never know when a song is started and finished, but in the good way, mm. I kind of just zone out, mm. but not in the, oh, I'm not paying attention. I don't really care way, but it's just all the songs just, they carry you mm. to the next song. And it's just nice and, it's nice and groovy. I'm saying. They really did. They did a really good job at creating a body of work. That's very like cohesive. Um, Mm-hmm. You can tell that they were very conscious about the fact that they were making an album. It doesn't sound like they were just making songs. And, you know, that's from everything down to the... From, from like, the musicality, um, the production, the songwriting, in terms of, like, the lyrics and the themes that are spoken about. Um, and it's just... It's all very well put together. I think they work really well as a band. It's very... I guess rare that you'll find a black band these days, um, which kind of sucks because it's a really cool concept. Like to just have a bunch of black musicians come together and just make music. Like not everyone has to be an individual artist. Not everyone has to be like a rapper producer duo. And that's kind of, that's kind of, most of the representation that we see these days you don't really see <coughs> bands anymore um yeah and i think that's another reason why i really love really really love the internet um on the songwriting so i couldn't i tried to do some like extra research because i'm not like crazy insightful when it comes to lyrics and shit i can i can talk about the music but i'll pretty much just be talking out of my ass for most of it um but from what i could what i could get to in terms of my own insight was that this is a collection of love songs um that convey the narrative of loving yourself very well so an ego death it all starts with a name um an ego death is like when you when you're on like psychedelics so like shrooms or 
I guess psilocybin, whatever, acid. And I've never done any of those things. Um, and then, like, an ego death is pretty much an, a moment of enlightenment where everything attached to one's ego <coughs> kind of, well, dies. It's pretty self-explanatory in that way. Um, but it's basically just, like, removing any kind of um, attachments to negativity and attachments to well your ego what is like how do you define like one's ego i'm actually gonna google this mm, yeah uh, how do you define one's ego something that someone prides themselves on i guess mm. it's like i don't know it's 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 one sense of self-importance um yes I guess there's also a lot of negative connotations around ego, you know, um, but like it is that it's it's removing any any kind of extreme sense of self-esteem to the point where it's it's negative on one's person and kind of just searching for love and light. So in the context of the album, Sid is singing about relationships um, and how she's interacting with them. And it's really dope to hear like a woman singing about other women. And it's dope to like, it's like number one, they're black and a band and like they make really cool, like neo soul, like funky ass music. And also the lead singer's gay. That's so dope, you know? So it was so fucking making faces, You're making me laugh. <laughs> I'm just saying gay, like G E I H, gay. <laughs> um, but yeah, dude, I I really fuck with this album. It's it's a great way to just tell a story about love, but also when you dig deeper into it, it's really about self love. Um, and the music is just it's it's amazing, like it's synthy. The drums are super dope. Um, and what I really like about the drums is it's live drums, but it's very, very influenced by drum machines. So it's all like kind of loops that are programmed. Um, the same for the guitar, pretty much. Uh, a lot of it is, there's a lot of production. It's not just like, hey, we're a band um, and we're gonna play like the whole thing live, which is what you see with, I'll, I'll say like traditionally white bands or white bands um where it's just like yeah we're gonna we're gonna play all of our music live with the internet it's like we are a band that's gonna make music in the style of kind of heavily produced hip-hop and neo soul which is really really dope i really fuck with that nice so that's my take on it i still am I still am very smooth-brained when it comes to just describing music in general. Mm-hmm. I just, usually when I want to describe music, I'm just like, you know, it's got the... <clears throat> and that, that's not a description. And no one wants to listen to me say that. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I really like the album. Mm. Uh, what was your favorite song? There were some moments where my favorite song... Let me look at the list. Whoops, I must open WhatsApp. What can I be saying in the meantime? So, you know, like, those damn capitalists, am I right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
What's actually they while, they do while, be sucking? Look at that. Did you see that the president of Haiti was assassinated? <laughs> Dog, bro, they murked him in his own cabin, like in his own house. That's crazy. That was planned. This sounds like it sounds like Far Cry. This sounds Literally. like one of them games. You now I'm saying. Literally, but yeah. Okay, so of no the twelve wait. tracks, for- which one's the nice one? The nice one. Tahiti is a nice one, right? And then. Haiti is the one where they had the really bad earthquake. Are they? Uh, no, that's just, it's the same country. No, it's no. Get out of here! Don't mess with. Ah, this is him messing with me no, right now. I, no, no, don't lie to me. It's the same no country. <laughs> Nigga, there's no different. You literally just said it differently. Haiti and Haiti. What the fuck? Spell no, them. And Tahiti. Spell, spell them. Spell them. Spell them. What's the difference? The first one, T T A H I T I, and the second one, Tahiti, nigga. Tahiti? That's an island, nigga. Yeah, I didn't know. I was checking if they're different. Yes, they are different. I actually, I've never heard of Tahiti. In my head, I was thinking, yo, I thought that was a nice place where tourists go and presidents are being assassinated. <laughs> and then when I heard you say it, I was like, ah, nah. it's a place with the big with earthquake. The earthquake and shit. So mm. what happened, what, mm. I, what I read up was that the president was meant to step down in February, but then he's, he was only planning on stepping down next year, February. So there was a lot of violent protests in the country. And then I don't know who murked him, but like they pulled up to his house. It was done. It's a wrap. I caught the blick, you're not going to lie. Bruh. Mm. Can you imagine just like waking up to gunmen in your house and then they they kill you? No, I'd, I'd be dead. So I can't really. <laughs> I'd be dead. So. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I mean, the fear right before. Yo. But that'd be oh, horrible. yeah, that'd be horrible. Oh. Dog, Spotify uses me like a flashlight for testing. What? 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 Anytime I just, I open the app, right? Now just hear me out, hear me out. Lab rats. I open the app, right? No, just no. straight to flashlight. No, no, because it's, it's vicious. It's vicious. That's why. I open the app and it never says, what I, I never swipe down and see one app successfully updated, Spotify. Mm. I just open it and then I'm, I'm looking for the album. And um, and and now it's now it looks like it's different. Now it looks like this. That's what it's different. I don't like and I just wasn't expecting it. Yeah. And it's one of them where I know that not everyone is getting the same updates as me. Yeah. And that's what annoys me. It's just like Instagram, mm. where like six months before people, I can put those animations on, on 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 messages, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but then. Only a year later, my friends are like, "Oh, I can do that as well." But yeah, bro, I Anyways. still can't. I still can't react to messages. I can only like them. You have an iPhone, dog, How and you've been doing it. Sense. I, I have an iPhone in South Africa. You've been doing it in fucking Zimbabwe <laughs> <laughs> for months now. Like it's bro, that's, you that's a bit nuts. I'm not hating. What are you hating, bro? What I can say that. Bread I'm basket of Africa. That. Now I'm saying bread basket of Africa. Ish. That's why we start. We're not. We're not going to talk about Zim's decline right now. Mm. Let's let's just yeah. let's just okay. that alone. But I really yeah. liked just saying slash I tried. Mm, mm, mm. I really liked uh, girl with K Chanada. Now I'm saying. Mm-hmm. 
Penthouse, Penthouse Cloud, I was a big fan of. Mm-hmm. And uh, Gabby. Those are the only songs that I really remember because I Gabby. I I haven't listened to this album top to bottom in a while. Um, but I listened to it, or at least like not before yesterday. Um, I would still say my favorites. Also, I really love, yeah, Gabby, just saying, and Go. I really love how Kei came in on that one. Um, really brings some, some like extra flavor to the album and it's like bang in the middle, which is great. Cause it, yeah, it, it just adds something different, you know, to bring someone in and not just bring in a feature that's not just like another singer or another writer, but to actually adjust like the production. Um, it was really cool. I would say my other special mention would be Under Control. I just love how specifically the keyboard is played in the song. Like the, I don't know. I just, it's very, it's very just like lighthearted and the lyrics are cool. It's like, you know, when I listen to it, I take it out of the context of relationship and it's just, it kind of feels like me speaking to myself. It's like, you know, I need you to know um, it's under control. I got it. Don't worry. I promise. And it's just, it's beautiful. You know, I just really, really love the production on this one. But yeah, dude, I fuck with this album so much. It's definitely, I, I almost saw the internet. Um, cause they came to, they came to South Africa at some point. Um, and I was going to go and see them. I think it was 2017. You have Arsenal of music. I'm the Arsenal of music. Yeah. You know, every once in a while, Arsene Wenger says, remember that time when I almost signed Messi and then the plane got cancelled and stuff? <laughs> you've almost seen Mac Miller. You've almost seen the internet. Bro, you've almost I'm seen Post so... Malone. You've almost seen Stormzy, I'm pretty sure. Oh, my God. I just got, I got an email yesterday saying that I can get my Rocking the Daisies refund because... They're canceling the one, or they're not having it this year. So while America is, you know, some some cities are reaching herd immunity and they're able to have fucking Lollapalooza, all of my friends in Canada are vaccinated. A bunch of my family, like our family members overseas are getting vaccinated. Us, we have to cancel a fucking small, it's not, it's not that big. It's the biggest festival in Cape Town, maybe, but it's not that big contextually because South Africa is going into a third wave and we're still only registering 50-year-olds to get vaccinated because they're doing it in in terms of, like, they're prioritizing older people first. So now, I the ticket that I bought to see Stormzy, Coltrane, Ari Lennox... And a bunch of other artists in fat 2019 is now going to be sent back to my bank account because our fucking government is full of shit. I'm so upset. Like, South Africa could have been fine by now. For sure. Like, definitely. We could have been fine. Not, like, better off than first world countries. But the fact that we are having to cancel this festival. It's just really fucking upsetting, bro. And we're going into a third wave. We're in July. The festival happens in October, and they already know. 
that in October we're still going to be fucked, which is so annoying. Like, I need to get out of here. I need to leave. I actually need to leave. But anyway, back to what you were saying. I'm so mad. No, like, sh- sh- I need to flex. Kind of crazy that you're actually living in a better country, but you can't get vaccinated. <laughs> Could it be me? We're vaxxed. We're waxed. We're did ready for sex, dog. Woo, yeah. When did you get vaxxed? Uh, my, I got my first shot in April, and then I got my second shot in May. I am 18, not 50, folks. Because if I was 50, Tao would be dead. Welcome back to... What? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to old, the son. SPD podcast. Um, I'm joined by a complete stranger who doesn't tell me shit. Yo, no, get out of here. 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 So, Don't, what the I'm fuck? Putting you on, I'm putting you on fraud watch. Okay. Oh, wait, okay. shit. Okay, wait, wait, wait. I'm remembering now. You did tell us. Fraud. You told me and Robin. Fraud. You did tell exactly. us. Okay, okay, I remember now. I'm not Damn. Licking butts. Must be sniffing what? teeth, dog. <laughs> what? <laughs> what were we even talking about? We haven't gotten to the movie, but like... We, you were talking about how you wanted to see the internet, and then I started laughing at you because you never right, get right, to right, go right, to right, concerts. Right. So they, they, they pulled up to the Cape Town Jazz Festival, which I was also supposed to go to last year, and see... Mm. Um, one of my favorite artists, Jacob Collier. But anyway, um, they was yeah. They came to I think they came to Cape Town Jazz Festival in 2017. I wanted to come for that, but I didn't have anyone to go with. Um, there's so many. Like I have a, an, an immense list of artists: Mac Miller, um, Foster the People, obviously the Internet, uh, Post Malone. Who else? Now Jacob Collier, Ari Lennox, Stormzy, Coltrane, um, FKJ. Although I got to see him like in a masterclass, which was cool. I've seen Tom Mish at least. Um, oh man, Jordan Rakai, and I cry about this all the time. Not like physically cry because for some reason my body doesn't let me do that. It's because you're a man, son. Haha. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, on that, I was talking to I was talking to some mates two days ago, and so for the longest time I've thought I was just like kind of broken, and I was like, okay, it's fine, whatever, we move. Mm. But niggas can't cry, like mm. not nah. not in a general sense that like men can't cry or whatever, because we very much can. But it's like the four of us who were speaking. It was me, Dio, Buinello, and um, NK. We were all saying, like, we want to and we try to and we feel it coming, but then we just don't. And we, we like, it's not like we, we stop ourselves. I don't know. Do you, do you feel the same thing? Some things uh, push me over the edge and I definitely cry. Mm-hmm. But what happens with me is I'll have... For, so last week was a horrible week for me, right? Mm-hmm. And I got, I was really down sometimes to the point where I'll be like, I should probably be crying right now. Mm. But like, I feel it coming and then it disappears. And then maybe a month later, for me, it was today. Mm. At some random point during the week, I was watching the, I was watching Jaden Smith's music video for Photograph. Boom. I'm like, what's going on? I'm about to cry. I'm like, why? Why yeah. now? Why yeah. now? Uh, but yeah, I haven't, like, 
I can't, you know, mm. I can, I can be sad and like feel it coming, but mm. I can't have that childhood. I just stubbed my toe. Mm. My dad jumped on the bed and mm. the skateboard popped up and hit me in the face type mm. crying. Mm. And that's just what I want to have. Exactly. It's, it's so therapeutic and it relieves so much emotional tension. Consequences of being a Sigma male. What? <laughs> It's just, I'm due, I'm so, due, I'm so, so, you so alpha, a, I'm not even alpha anymore. A, B, O, wait, okay, so Sigma's above alpha. So, okay, so, okay, okay, since, since you're a smooth brain liberal, I need to explain this to you. <laughs> so, obviously, you have betas, that's you, subservient mm-hmm. man who just get run over. Amen. Then you have alphas, I'll say that's Robin, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, alphas take charge and they're the, they're the guy in the crowd, you know, the guy that everyone looks to. Uh-huh. Sigmas, which is obviously me, Sigmas <laughs> are very similar to Alphas, uh-huh. right? But where they differ is that Sigmas don't need the attention of everyone. Uh-huh. They're known wolves. Uh-huh. John Wick, now I'm saying John uh-huh. Wick is a Sigma. Uh-huh. I'm a Sigma. That's why, I'm, that's, that's why I never make any noise and I'm always keeping to myself. What's like below beta? Because I think that's actually where I am. Just like Simp City. Um, do Omega males know. exist? <laughs> <laughs> like anyway, uh, do you want to talk about the, the movie? Yeah, we'll talk about the movie. Okay, monologue. An Omega male is opposite of an alpha male. There we go. Damn. Okay. Yeah, so that's pretty much me. Omega. I think, yeah, I'm okay with that. Monologue. I'm gonna. I'm gonna close my window. Just like, just start talking about it, and then I'll hop. Okay. Back wait, wait, wait. 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 Before you leave. Before you yes, leave. Yes. Just rate the album out of ten. What did you give it? Ooh, eight. Same. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Eight. Hive Mind is better, and that's a. Have you listened to that one? That's a new one. I have not. No. I. That's, I saw it underneath, and I was like, "Ooh, I should probably listen to that." Yeah. Cool. I'd say listen to that. But yeah, eight. Like a solid eight. Okay. Okay. Eight. Good. Two seconds. Go. Okay, guys. The movie for this week was uh, Blade Runner. It was directed by Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott is the same director uh, for the movies like Alien. Uh, I forgot the other ones, but Ridley Scott has directed a lot of movies. He's a very, Mm. he's a renowned filmmaker. He also did The Martian, Gladiator, Prometheus. If it's something to do with the future or aliens, best believe Ridley Scott is all up in that, Mm. right? So uh, Harrison Ford is a main character along with, I should have had this information on the ready, along with Sean Young, who plays uh, Rachel, Rachel. Mm. Rutger Hauer, who plays Roy Batty, uh, mm-hmm. Edward James Olmos who plays Gaff and a bunch of other side characters. The The movie mainly focuses on Harrison Ford and his life. Harrison Ford is a detective called Deckard and the year is 2019 where there's a Tyrell Corporation which is, it's very big wig. like Ty- the Tyrell Corporation I'm pretty sure the movie is based in LA mm-hmm. but, and the Tyrell Corporation is this giant pyramid in the middle of LA, mm-hmm. and that's where the headquarters are. 
and they specialize in making robots and AI, and they've made these new new robots yeah. called Nexus Sixes, which <clears throat> is strange because Google made a phone called the Nexus, Nexus Six. Yeah, and they're very 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 similar to humans, to the point where, uh, what they did with the Nexuses was, they put them in a state where they didn't know that they weren't human at first because mm. they install memories like mm-hmm. childhood memories in them and they only last for four years and they're different models obviously mm-hmm. and they're just meant to be and they're meant to be functioning members of society but not high up they're slaves like the main yeah one of one of the main replicants is built to be uh like a military leader mm-hmm. you know for an army of robots uh the one the other main replicant rachel she's kind of built to be an assistant mm-hmm. but they don't know but then six of them i guess figure out that oh we're we're, we're not, human. not human yeah and then they escape <clears throat> and Deckard is a retired cop and he's asked to hunt them down mm. it sounds very similar but the movie is just very strange mm. the movie so many people love the movie, and the only way I could describe it in my head was the Jesus of movies. <laughs> where sometimes, sometimes you're like, what? Yeah. And then you're like, oh, snap! Yeah. That's what it was. Uh, and throughout the movie, you just see Deckard fighting with his own like human existence. Because mm-hmm. these robots have realized that, you know, we're sentient. Oh, and so that, I don't know if I put this in, but... They only operate for four years before yes, they yeah, die, yeah, yeah. yeah, so that they don't, uh, so they can't, you know, live long and overthrow a government because they only survive four years. Uh, and he's kind of battling with his own humanity because the lines are very blurred in the movie. He mm. ends up getting with one, kind of, kind of, kind of rapey. Yeah, kind of rapey. But I didn't see that. It's the eighties, you know what I'm saying. I mean, it's not the 80s, it's 2019, actually. <laughs> Just in terms of um, how, they, how they aren't aware um, of their, their nature as replicants, it's because they implant memories, all right? Or, like, mm. they, the, the, the corporation implants memories into yeah. their minds, right? Like, false memories, which is... Not even false memories, they just take, they take memories from other people. From other people, right. And then put them in the robot, and the robot's like, oh, that was me as a kid. That's insanely fucked up. Like, yeah. in, in terms of just thinking about the possibility of cloning something, it's, it's kind of like adopting a child and then not telling them that they're adopted until, like, they're about to die type of thing. Yeah. Which, obviously, you know, that's a choice that people, you, you know, decide to make because... For, for you know trying to protect their children or whatever I'm not going to judge that but in terms of this case it's like can you imagine being a fully functional adult you're in your 30s and then someone tells you everything that you think about yourself is false you were actually born two years ago that and would fuck me up the fact that you were built to do what you're doing right now bro, and nothing else and it's like any, any kind of pleasure that you experience, anything that you might actually think you like about life is false. That is someone else's memories. 
Mm. How, like, what do you, you can't possibly trust any, because at that point, they are sentient. Like, they understand emotions. They feel things. So, in that way, they are human. It's not just like beep boop, beep boop robots. They actually, like, are able to make conscious decisions. They have, like, mental capacity. They are actually thinking beings. But... Now you're told like everything that everything that you think you've experienced is a lie. That would mess the, me up, bro. It gets to a point where uh, towards the end of the movie, the the head of like the little I guess replicant rebels, mm. he goes to the CEO of the Tyrell Corporation, and he he tries to find out like, yo, I'm gonna die in a few days. Mm. What can I do? And it's impossible to extend their life and he just mm. ends up killing the CEO, which is a very weird scene mm. because the CEO is like, oh, you know, you're an amazing creation. Mm. I'm so proud of you. And then he kisses him. And then after they kiss, uh, the, the robot, the replicant, just like digs his thumbs in the guy's eyes and like, you know, and kills him. Uh, okay. Like, okay, I'm going to go finish that now. Wait. Right, they kissed though. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> so I didn't. I, okay, I didn't finish the movie, but I was trying to. I was watching it yesterday, and here's my thing with old movies. I really struggle with old movies because I'm constantly critiquing them by today's standards, and I really try hard not to do that. But it was difficult. It was difficult for me to even <clears throat> enjoy the movie, um, not because I didn't like the storyline or anything. I just didn't like the style of the movie so number one yeah this is just going to be me critiquing it right okay so i've put aside i love the story i love the idea and that's why i'm really excited to watch the 2049 one because that looks really sick right? Ryan gosling is daddy <clears throat> sexy anyway uh, <laughs> critique number one the narration I hated it, bro. If you're going to have... Number one, right? So first, you make <clears throat> me read the backstory in the beginning. Be- in the mm. in the beginning. You make me read the backstory in the beginning. And you tell me, yeah, no, now I have to read, okay, this is the story about the replicants. They're made by this and this company. They're not allowed to be on Earth. Otherwise, they get retired, which is, you know, just kind of executed. Um, yeah. Blah, 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 right? Then you get into the movie and then this nigga's narrating. So you could have just told me all of that shit. You could have just had Mr. Harrison Ford tell me everything from jump. Mm. Okay, fine, whatever. But then he's narrating, like, is it through the whole movie? Because that was really annoying me. So what I just realized now is that I watched a different version. There's a theatrical cut, which you watched. Yeah. And I watched the final cut, which okay. is, I guess, what Ridley Scott originally intended. And that one has no narration at all. Oh, shit. Okay, I want to go and watch that one. Because I watched the theatrical cut. That's the one that's on Netflix. Mm. Uh, for I, me, both of them are on Netflix. Netflix. <laughs> I'll have to check that. But yeah, no, I just, I did not like the narration. Like, it's, it feels like a very unnecessary, it feels just like, it's like a bandage. Mm. On a on a really big scar, because you should be able to just tell the story with the with the acting, and with you know 
the actual direction of the movie but yeah you don't now have you to need explain someone to, to come us. over top and be like so this is what's actually happening um just for a further explanation like you don't need to do that you should be able to the audience should be able to pick up on the story just from yeah trust the that they aren't the stupid and the dialogue exactly so <clears throat> i didn't like that what what the fuck was the obsession with the idea that china was going to take over I mean, it's still okay. a possibility with Afri- within Africa. But yeah, you'll yeah. see this in a lot of movies. So, so it's like, yeah, the East is going to take over. In the original uh, book, and I'm pretty sure the screenplay, which is... I forgot who did the screenplay, but I'm pretty sure his surname is Hampton or something. Mm-hmm. Something happens. Uh, like, we ruin the environment. Mm. And... Basically, every culture moves to the Western world because for some reason that area isn't hasn't been ruined yet. Oh, of course. And just and just because of the sheer amount of Asians, mm. the society quickly forms into this mix of okay. uh, Asian people everywhere, especially Chinese people. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. But while watching it, I was like, why? I'm, I'm not I'm not racist, <laughs> but why? Why are they there? I don't get it. This, it says L.A. What I really didn't get was, not what I didn't get, but what I didn't like was the set design as well. So, f- okay, fine. The story makes sense in terms of, I the, like like Asian culture. It, it just I don't like how it was portrayed. It's like it infiltrated. I don't like that, but. Mm. Fine, okay, we move past that. Kind of racist. But, I mean, they do say the N-word with a hard R in the beginning, so... America! America! Fuck yeah! Um, I didn't like the st- the set design. Because why the fuck is everything so eclectic and dirty? Like, what... Why... Streets aren't that dirty, like, in upstanding cities. Do you know what I mean? This is a This is yeah. a city where... It's not just like ex- the extremely poor living there. Decently well pe- wealthy people are living there as well. So why the mm. fuck are the streets so dirty? I did. I just. It's the it's it's the little nitty gritties that really got to me about this movie because like, uh, that's just annoying. Why the fuck? When the one um, <clears throat> Nexus was looking for, I don't know. I forgot what his name was, but it was like JF something. I th- I assumed to assassinate him. I didn't. I didn't get to a point where they assassinated. Well, him. yeah, they they weren't going to. But yeah, carry on. Oh, okay. So yeah. she she like she is walking on the streets and then is looking for a place to sleep slash hide, and there's just like a pile of garbage for her to sleep in. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Why? Why is it so dirty, bro? So I was reading uh, the themes of the. Is this the plot? I was reading the themes, and what it says on the most reliable website, Wikipedia, <laughs> is what they were going for with the set design was kind of like how we are progressing in the sense that we're moving forward with technology, but our environment is decaying and okay. moving backwards. Okay. Mm. And that's why everything was, you know, the flying cars, but they're also very old cars on the road. Mm. And things were very ugly mm. and run down. And I just want to read a paragraph here pretty quickly. 
a, a sense of foreboding and paranoia pervades the world of the film corporate power looms large there's a giant pyramid for mm. for amazon in the center <laughs> the police the police seem omnipresent vehicle and warning lights probe into buildings and the consequences of huge biomedical power over the individual are explored especially regarding replicants implanted memories Mm. Control over the environment is exercised on a vast scale and goes hand in hand with the absence of any natural life. Mm -hmm. For example, artificial animals stand in for their extinct predecessors. Mm, like the owl? Yeah. Okay. Okay, I get that. Mm. I just don't like it. <laughs> yeah, I, I get it. I get it. I think one thing that was nice is what's inevitable about most films is brand integration Coca most films sponsor. exactly most films have sponsors if you watch the transformers movie and look for sponsors you'll realize that the movie is about sponsors mm. with robots running around them yeah like i remember in the fourth movie a bud light truck like yeah. rolls over yeah and then the main character like gets bud light and starts drinking it and it's like okay <laughs> I wonder what this is. Most of the cars are General Motors cars, like Chevrolets and stuff. Yeah. And every General Motors car, none of them are bad guys. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure. It's like how... It's only... If you use an Apple like device a, in a movie... You can't be a bad guy. Exactly. That's insane. Mm. So, yeah, there's a giant Coca-Cola banner. And obviously, they needed to put it there. But it also serves the purpose of the movie showing how capitalism is like everywhere and mm. the only light in a neighborhood is a giant coca-cola banner mm. so it helps serve like look companies uh monopolies are the only things that are really present in this world mm. and yeah there were a lot of i guess good themes that were like ooh, interesting mm. but just the way the movie was and the acting was really strange There's, yeah the guess, acting uh, was weird bro like I have a giant ah. gripe with this one scene. So the first replicant that Deckard finds, that Harrison Ford finds, mm. it's a chase, right? Mm. And for some reason, they're running through crowds, right? Mm. But both of them intentionally, like, push people mm. instead of just, like, uh, pushing people out of the way to get to the crowd. There's mm. a point where he's looking around. And he's running and there's like a taxi in front of him with someone and he's looking around to see where she is. And then he stops, pushes the guy onto the taxi mm. and then looks around. Like, it feels you like... Stop. <laughs> you didn't need him as an air, as an air break, dog. It feels like a bad like primary school stage production <clears throat> or like exactly. high school stage production. Or is that intentional? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I guess all in all, I'm excited <clears throat> to see how the story comes into play in a more modern sense so we'll see mm. and do you know this also makes me think like the way we talk about old movies makes me wonder if this is how people are going to view like movies from Avengers. the already movies from the 2000s but movies coming out right now in 2049 right how are we going to see because that's 30 years from when avengers was it endgame endgame came out 2019, 2019 right? yeah how are we gonna view that mo that movie because i'm sure cgi will get a lot better because i don't CGI think will be i think by that time cgi will be like indistinguishable from real life yeah like I fully think because like 
I don't think we're, in, we're, we're near the we're nearing the pinnacle of cinematography in terms of video effects mm. and you know like audio quality and manga manga manga, but <laughs> I don't think that we'll reach it like very soon. <clears throat> um, so I don't think right now we're in the peak, and that means when we do reach the peak, we'll be looking back at shit and still like judging it. But I don't know if we'll be able to judge it as harshly. But I assume this is how you know people in the 1980s would look at them their movies as well. Like, oh no, our audio quality is great. Audio is shit. The yeah. dialogue recording mm-hmm. was shit. I could have done a better job with like three microphones. Obviously, good for the time. Let me say good for the time. But for today's mm. standards, if that movie was handed in for today's standards, people, like, it, it would be a bad production. Poo-poo. Do you know what I mean? Definitely. But um, for the time, this had a huge budget. It was like $30 million. 30 mil, dog. I think so. That's and it insane. grossed. Yeah. It grossed 41.5. Like, for, yeah, 41.5. So, like, this was a big movie. And there was even a video game. If you had a video game for your movie in the 80s, bruh. Crazy. Bruh, crazy. Only, like, James Bond and them niggas had that shit. So exactly. this was a big movie. And it's... I, I don't think it's... You can't even call it a cult classic. It's just a classic movie. I just mm. didn't like it. Um, yeah, I but completely But I love the it. story. It's a really cool story. Um... And I, I like the themes that they address. So I, I'm going to finish it. Um, I'm going to try and look for the, the other version because I hate the narration. But mm. yeah, I think I'm just going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to try to remove any kind of critical element and just kind of watch it. Um, as a movie. As a movie, you know. Try to enjoy it as much I as possible. Have, I still have quite a bit to say. So on the one thing, when you were saying... Uh, how are we going to look at movies 30 years from now? Mm. I think we're now getting to the pinnacle of, you know, the law of diminishing returns, right? Yeah. Where, yeah, uh, for people who don't know, basically, when it comes to basically any development, at the beginning, every improvement is double Major. what it yeah. was last year. Uh, but then as you get higher and higher, things kind of are the same. You know, uh, a $50 camera, and a hundred dollar camera miles apart a hundred dollar camera and a five hundred dollar camera miles apart but once you start getting to a two thousand dollar camera and a fifty thousand dollar camera minuscule differences very minuscule very minuscule and it's the same thing with uh you know with phones yeah iphone compare the iphone one to the iphone five major difference yeah iphone 11 and the iphone 12 one is eh. flat sides. <laughs> <laughs> but literally, mm. it's a very, so it's a very I interesting think, concept. I think it's the same thing with movies where 30 years from now, we'll be like, oh, that looks a bit funky. But mm. I don't think we'll be looking at it how we're looking at movies from 1982. I think we're nearing the pinnacle. It might not be close. I think yeah. we'll only be close in like 100 years. But I think... From 2021 to 2121, the the jump won't be as big as 1921 to 2021. Yeah, I think that the way... So we were talking about this with uh, Kanye West last episode. We were saying you kind of have to get good at something before you can like show how well you can do... Like how good you can make the bad sound. Mm. So you have to show 
just how good you can be before you can get experimental. And I feel that a lot of movies are getting very experimental now. I think of like Midsummer, and um, I still haven't watched it. But what's the what's the what's the um, the Korean movie? Parasite. Parasite. I still haven't watched it, but I'm pretty sure that's like quite experimental. Um, there's the one about the lady falling in love with the fish. I think it's Shape of Water. Mm, mm. Yeah, exactly. So movies have had to kind of get to a point where like they're really, really good production-wise to kind of now experiment with that production. But not yeah, only we figured with it out. production. Yeah, we figured out how to make a good story, but now good stories are kind of... Bo- like, not good stories are boring, but like just well-played-out stories are kind of boring. So now mm. you need you need a lot of twists. You need game of thrones-esque character dying in the first season type of you know shifts you need that kind of stuff and there's also a heavy 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 nostalgic hand gripping the film industry where even the music industry dog even the music industry where everything is about looking back and that's kind of it's weird it's like reimagining the past is the new futurism Future Nostalgia. Yeah. Duet Leaper's latest album. I, I actually really want to bump that. I think I listened to like half of it. I love Duet Leaper. I love pop music. I love I love that album. I did I love that album. I need to go bump it again. But yeah. Or like finish it. I didn't finish it. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's very interesting. So even like a, a lot of people did criticize like 2049, uh, Blade Runner 2049 for being like a remake or whatever. But even though it's a sequel, but it's dope. I I really fuck with it. It's like, yeah, let's see how you know we can improve on shit from the past. I didn't like it when it was Lion King, because there was no need for a live action Lion King, and they prioritized yeah. getting like super celebrities into it. I love Childish Gambino, Instead but he should not good have voice actors. Him. Exactly, they should yeah. have gotten good voice actors. Beyonce did a terrible job. I will be honest. Because. Yeah, the thing with voice acting is as much as you want people to be familiar with the voices, when you're watching Lion King, you're like, oh, it's Beyonce. That's not Nala. It's Beyonce. Mm. Yeah. Whereas with, Bo- with Bojack Horseman, you can go like five episodes and be like, oh, that's Will Arnett. And what? then you'll start hearing him. Wait. <laughs> I had no witnessing <clears throat> it live, folks. That makes so much sense. Oh my God, I hear it now. <laughs> I never even thought about that. And uh, his friend Todd is Aaron Paul, and okay, that doesn't clock that, until you're that. like, hmm. yeah. But that's good voice acting. That is good. Voice but acting. the Lion King, you're like, ah, <laughs> that's the Charles Gambino. I know exactly who that is. I think oh, it's John Oliver Esco. The best voice acting in the Lion King for me goes to. Oh my god, what's his name? Seth Rogen? Was he Pumba? Yeah, he was Pumba. Seth Rogen and John Oliver as well, but like it you can still tell like that's very much just John Oliver. I would say James Earl Jones did a very good Mufasa job. Oh yes, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Ah, gotta love him. Why the fuck I didn't like that Scar was British. No one else is British in this movie. Except for Zazu. Yeah, man. Why, why, why is he, why is he British? <laughs> We're in the Sahara, yeah? Of Simba. And they should have gotten more African representation in there. But you know what? Yes. Uh, that's fine. They, they, they were like, oh, you're black. 
You're American. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> but yeah, I think so. Also, wait on the Lion King tangent quickly. Yeah, yeah where yeah. they lost it is when you make something live action, you're making it realistic, and the whole point of animation is that you know animals can go like with their faces. Yeah, yeah. But when you're making it realistic, a lion doesn't do that naturally. Yeah. yeah. So you lose a lot of the expression. Yeah. It's just like how with Spider-Man in the cartoons, the eyes on his costume move. Yeah. And that makes no sense. And then yeah. in the movie, they've had to just make it technological. Dilate Otherwise, it's just shit. static yeah. and yeah. weird. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the shit that the movie industry like pumps in pumps money into is very unnecessary. Um, mm. But we watch it anyway. We watch it anyway. James, James Earl Jones is 90. What? How old was he when he played Darth Vader? Or voiced Darth Vader? Probably in his 60s then. My God. 60s, 50s. Oh my gosh. He better live to 100. I don't want to mourn him anytime soon. Yeah, yeah man. Not now. Well... While you're looking, I want to talk about just a few more things in Blade Runner. Yeah. So one thing on. that was cool is that, so the replicants are this, you know, they're, they're a band of like rebels that are just trying to live mm-hmm. and they love each other a lot. You can see how much they care for each other. Mm-hmm. And it, that, that contrasts with the actual real human beings who are just like, yeah, kill him. Yeah, go kill him. Yeah. Yeah, go kill him. And it's like the, the robots are, are capable of way more empathy and humanity. Yeah than uh, actual human beings mm. and also even at the end of the movie you don't know whether Deckard is a replicant or not because one thing oh, that happened shit. is I didn't think did you get that. to the part where, where he was dreaming of that unicorn no but okay go, so yeah talk about it there's a part where he dreams about a unicorn mm-hmm. and it's very bizarre it's like a misty forest and it's the first time you've seen trees and stuff mm-hmm. and you're like hmm and does it make any sense? Mm. And then, do you know how the police guy, he's kind of been partnered with this Asian? Yes, yeah. So basically, at the end of the movie, the last replicant dies after saving Deckard's life. Mm. And he gives a whole speech about like how nothing really matters, etc., etc., etc. My memories will fade in forever, just mm. like tears in the rain. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Asian guy comes and he's like, oh yeah, well done, they're dead. And then he talks about Deckard hooking up with the, with the other replicant, which mm. he assumed no one knew about. And mm. he was saying, it's a shame she won't live. But then again, who does? Mm. So then Deckard rushes back to the apartment. And he says to Rachel, let's leave. Because mm. he just wants to run away. Because, you know, he's harboring a replicant. Mm. And while they're leaving, he steps on something. And he looks down. And he sees an origami unicorn. Mm. And the Asian guy was into origami. Mm, mm. And then in your head, you're like, why? And then I read about it. And that might be the Asian guy letting Deckard know that he's a replicant. Yeah. Because who, who else knew about the unicorn in the dream? But if Deckard's a replicant, then how is he in 2049? We'll find that, out. Th- that's, that, yeah, we'll exactly. Find we'll find out. Ooh. But in that movie, you're like, oh, so... He might be a replicant as well. Because mm. there's no way that... Because after the unicorn dream, he, he was very... He also looked kind of confused. Yeah. And then at the end, it's like, oh, how do they know about unicorns? I Maybe. love that, bro. Because, like, 
it's it's kind of like how in Inception, uh, how at the end of the movie we don't see if the spinning top like stops spinning or just keeps spinning, and yeah, it's like it leaves us satisfied to think, whether like, he's oh. dreaming or. But yeah, I'm I'm definitely yeah. gonna finish this movie. Um, what would you give it out of ten? In the context of I, 1982. In the context of 1982, I'll give it like an 8.59. Okay. And then in the context of now, I'll give it a seven because mm-hmm. the movie blew my mind in its message. Mm. But the acting was so the weird, bro. Was yeah. And the like action choreography was is just strange. Yeah. So I'll give it like strong six, light seven. Okay. Um, oh, James L. Jones was like 44. Star Wars is fucking old, bro. <laughs> that is insane. Um, that is. But yeah. Cool. So, Ego Death. Um, oh, shit. I didn't even talk about the music. I liked the music in Blade Runner. I really liked how the synths um, yes. told the story. And it was giving... I, I could I I finally heard like where the um, inspiration for Stranger Things came from, because mm-hmm. it was very 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 noticeable that that was an inspiration behind it. So yeah, I think I'm gonna go watch this movie again with an open mind now. Um, we've been speaking for over an hour, <laughs> so I'm gonna cut it off here. Thank you for tuning in, Henry. Thank you to everyone who's listening. We, uh, if anyone's listening, and yeah, I'm really enjoying this. If you want to hit us up and continue the conversation, uh, my Instagram is at sobertoby, and so is my Twitter. Uh, let us know what are your thoughts on the internet, uh, ego death, Blade Runner, all of that, uh, or even if you just want to talk about the assassination of the Haitian president. Uh, not the Ooh. president of Tahiti. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then hit us up, uh, Henry. What are your What are your tinglings? You can find me at h.media on Twitter, h.media on Instagram. You can follow, I guess, my I want to be Zach Fox account, Henry Slideshow <laughs> on Instagram, uh, h.media.com on YouTube. I just go by Henry Mpovu. Can you guys help me? I'm trying to get the brand. I like you to send me clothes and sponsor me i will do do anything for that so if you could help me with that they only have like three thousand followers i'm trying to get it well you know i'm gonna strike it while the iron's hot now Um, today's sponsor is beard balls uh for all your manscaping needs I should write these down so that I come in prepared because improvisation (laughs) is not for me, clearly. But yeah, cool. Uh, See you next time. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.